Welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Linville. My name is Michael Connell. I'm here with William. Hey, William. Hey, Michael. How's it going, buddy? What have you been up to? Well, a wonderful time with family over the weekend, some of uh, my nephews and nieces. Oh, awesome, awesome. That sounds yeah, like a lot of good family fun. time. My family and uh, Jen's family. It's really, it feels really vibrant. It's starting to feel really vibrant and really fun to connect with the family in different ways. Yeah, and being able to really just celebrate one another. Yes. And we were talking before this podcast about clarity on what's beyond the subconscious mind. I was sharing with you that I've had some experiences and uh, you were sharing that other people are having these experiences as well. And you were clarifying how some things in our life stream can be coming up beyond the subconscious mind. And I wanted to get clarity on defining what the subconscious mind is in our day-to-day life, and then a definition of what's beyond it. And we'll go from there in this podcast. How would you define our subconscious mind? Well, when I look at the mind, you look at the conscious mind, which is constantly responding and or reacting to the subconscious. So the subconscious is 80% of the mind. It's the 80% that is creating all these actions and reactions that are also creating the unfoldments in your physical manifestational world. Why you experience this, experience that, in your day-to-day life, why you act, why you react, why some things get underneath your metaphoric skin, why some things don't. Those are all the perceptional belief systems that are in the subconscious. And many of those things are because of what's occurred in this lifetime, or that's how we perceive it. Yeah, it's like, okay, as a child, I ran out in the street and a car was coming. My parents were yelling and screaming, panicking, and then thud. Out of all of that that I was seeing and experiencing, I decided that going in the street was not safe. (laughs) Well, and I can remember as my beliefs about myself were forming, I was just declaring that I'm just like this. Exactly. It was like, oh, this is the way I was that I am. When I would try to change that certain parts of me, it would be like, it's, this is really hard. Exactly. It's so interesting, Michael, because when you're left alone, just with yourself, before you're taught appearances and behavioral mannerisms, isn't it interesting how at that point you would just sit there, you would be okay, everything around you would be okay? Where there was no disruptions, there was no 
scenarios to compare yourself to, nor to judge yourself for. You're sitting here, and honestly, it's kind of like right here in the relevance of the now, everything is really okay. So our our subconscious mind is 80% of our day-to-day mind contributing to our actions and reactions. The subconscious creates your actions and reactions. And beyond the subconscious mind, what's there? That's where you go beyond the subconscious. And I'm going to include the emotional calibrational lattice work, which is like all the emotions that feed the subpsyche and the ego. Now you go beyond that, and that's where we go into your soul level. And when you say soul level, is that synonymous with our incarnational journeys? Totally. Okay. It's that level that's been there basically since first separation to now. And so the subconscious mind is causing our actions and reactions. But then are you saying that beneath that or another level is our soul level incarnational journeys? And do they also impact our subconscious mind? Or is it something separate? It really is something separate. I've been noticing, and you had told me that other people are noticing this as well, and that's why we wanted to do this as a podcast, that... uh, If I'm noticing, um, well, in this situation, I had noticed that my body all of a sudden in a place that I've never known it to have any pain, had this immense acute pain in my left hip. And so I was asking my body what's going on, tuning into it in, in quiet times to really energetically see what's going on with it and the couple times that i've done this it's been these really violent uh things that have happened um to the body in that area and that these images just keep coming up with and so i was asking you like I'm not noticing when things are going on with my body or my, uh, I use my body as a barometer of um, my consciousness. And so if something's going on with my body in the past, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, what emotionally, what judgments do, do I have? Or what, why am I angry? Or you know, when I tune into these parts. and But lately, all these violent, <laughs> you know, it feels like an experience um, are coming to me. And I was asking you, like, are these, you know, is this this just another level of things that I have, I have the opportunity to clear to free my consciousness? Absolutely. Freeing you, your consciousness, and... Over the past linear year and a half, two years, we've been playing a lot with now welcoming back to yourself all of your soul fragmentations. Now, what that means is for each and every part 
from each and every live stream that you've ever had. Some more pleasant, some not so pleasant, depending upon what you came into experience. But it goes beyond the experience. It goes into the different parts of yourself that were scattered and fragmented due to like all the different ways you split yourself off. So it went against yourself. So some, it may be becoming Robin Hood, you know, relive, steal from the rich, give to the poor. Others, it may be domination and trying to break pillage and plunder. For others, it may be trying to live in secrecy out in the middle of the forest or swampland or whatever, just to create different tinctures, but to access and play with more of your abilities. For others, that may be something as simple as being in the outback in Australia or Africa in villages or whatever, whatever, or on the prairies or up in the mountains where you're there attempting and exploring, opening up to the star systems, opening up to more and more of you and all that is on your very unique and soul journey. Others, you may have come in and moved up the ranks and I'll call it military for the sake of words, where whether you're a nomad, whether you're a barbarian, whether you're part of Genghis Khan's group, whether you're Roman or Incan or Mayan, whatever, whatever. And there's like all these different journeys where you maybe you were the queen of Sheba or whatever, or the emperor prince or whatever. And it's like part of yourself got split off in these journeys. That's part of why you look at dear ones that walk around with a whole different aura, like an aura of expectation, an aura of the privilege or whatever it may be. Now, that's just not based in any egoic arrogance. A lot of that is based in their incarnational realm. Like some dear ones expect finances to come in droves because they were very identified with being at the top of the pyramids. And in reality, incarnationally, which means past lives, but in reality, it's more dimensional than that because it's parts of their soul fragmentations that are still very alive in those dimensions. And others doing the opposite, like they expect to be victimized. They expect to be martyred. They expect within themselves, and this goes well beyond this live stream, but the point is that they start to wake up and all of it starts to make sense of what has occurred in this live stream, which goes beyond belief systems. It goes into soul fragmentation. That is really clear and, and fascinating. And it makes me really think about how there's really nothing, no one's behavior or nothing to judge. Exactly. Like one of the questions um, I used to ask myself and I hear is why would someone do that? Like, it seems like one of the worst questions we can ask ourselves because there's no <laughs> it's so complicated why 
or it doesn't matter why. <laughs> it, it's interesting. Many struggle with this, especially where they're have awoken to the fairies, the goddess, god energy, blah, 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 blah. And they want to have basically their wings padded, like good girl, good boy, whatever, whatever. But that's only a small part of it because everyone has been that. And everyone's also been the biggest of killers, murderers, whatever. And then everyone's been the biggest of tyrants. Everyone's been the biggest of opening up to all these dimensional planes. So we were talking about that beyond our subconscious mind is our incarnational journeys, our soul journeys. And then beyond that or beneath that or at, at the core is then that our tr- what we what you've described as our true self, creator consciousness, like a facet of creator consciousness. I would say that goes beyond the soul. And then you come forth, you basically, you're bringing all of yourself here now from all these soul fragmentations. You're welcoming back to yourself, cleared and purified through the emotional calibrational lattice work in the subpsyche. Yeah. These tormentors of the mind come up. You reach a point where it's different for everyone. It could be a someone bumps into the back of your car. It, it could be you woke up in the middle of the night totally awake. It's like you're stepping out of the whole tunnel vision and identification with the whole perception of space and time. And it's like you wake up in that moment and then you start waking up in realizing, even seeing the 80% of the mind being the subconscious and all the emotional states, you start to see it, acknowledge it, but then you're also right back here as yourself, your real self. Then now you're looking at it more outside of you to where now you're in a state of redeciding what is the truth for you. And for me, getting this clarity and distinction changes everything because no longer is my mind judging all my behaviors as bad. It's just a behavior that I'm redeciding to do differently. Exactly. But now you're coming from a state of clarity, not automatic pilot. And then same thing about looking at others I'm looking at others, you know, you're teaching of your assistance of that others are outside of me. And so their behavior and actions, whatever, even if they're trying to harm me uh, verbally or, or physically, it's nothing to do with their true self. It's just to do with their soul journey, their think what's going on this lifetime. And all their conflicts, and yet at, at their core, their pure light consciousness, just like I am. And just all of this awareness, this clarity for me has always really assisted me in understanding that any judgment that I have about them is only 
harming me. That they they're just like me, just different behavior. Yeah. So just for a moment, Michael, you know, it brings up a whole different thing. Can you imagine walking in your body, wide awake, fully alert, fully integrated for a moment, where where you do not have any opinion. You do not have any judgment about anything. Where everything within yourself or even outside and around yourself, I would say everything just is. Now, what would that be like, buddy? Especially Mm -hmm. opinions, they're interesting, but you have to honor how tainted they are. Because you you don't just wake up with an opinion. It goes through the sub-psyche. It goes through the emotional calibrational lattice work. Then all that stuff based in, we'll call it for the sake of clarity, past experiences that have formed that projection now within yourself, through yourself that comes up through the conscious mind. And now we have this big giant judgment that is called opinion about how things should be, how they must be, or how they're not. Hmm. And it's interesting how polarized opinions can be. And then you go, once again, through your soul level, your incarnational realms, where, let's say, your body is cold. You can feel the chill all the way through your bones. Now, many go into fear because... They go into experiencing within themselves vulnerability. Now, they feel vulnerable. They they perceive themselves to be vulnerable and powerless at that moment. So then they run, run, put on bigger boots, more socks, uh, undies, long underwear, jackets, coats, blankets, light a fire, whatever, because they're trying to escape the experience. Or we can do the same on the opposite spectrum with heat. Either ones try to escape, once again, the experience. Now, in all reality, without polarizing yourself, or even becoming overly bodily identified, where you can take a breath, you can decompress, stepping out of reaction mode just to let it be what it is. Because that's where you're beyond vulnerability. You're impervious to it. Because the vulnerability also brings up insecurities, which the sirens go on saying, I'm not safe, I'm not safe, I'm not, not safe, and something here is different than I think it should be. And then, of course, you go into, at times, incarnational realms where cold has meant famine, it has meant freezing to death, it has meant starvation, it has meant being paralyzed in your flesh, but once again, overtaken by the elements. But right now, let's just take a breath into that. Okay. And they're done that word, the t-shirt, And now let's welcome back that soul fragmentation of yourself, cleared and purified, to where now 
it comes all the way up to once again, no more, no less than being an experience. And then you watch in this live stream how the heat, extreme heat, extreme cold, whatever, whatever, how it truly just no longer has that effect to have you react any longer. Mm. Wow. Awesome. I remember co-facilitating a kinesiology event in San Diego, California. And it was the most interesting thing because you're doing uh, muscle testing. You're doing, you're teaching them how to do it on themselves. But then you take them into, there's all these priorities. There's entities, energy thought forms. There's a priority that fits under incarnational. There's a priority that fits under spiritual, on and on and on. Now, a dear one, it's like as literal as I'm looking at you right now. Your muscle testing, getting to the cause, the core, the recording effect of why they have asthma, why they keep choking, and why it only hits when it's something that's perceivably important for them to accomplish. And lo and behold, from the soul level, it was the most interesting thing because it came up in the soul level where they were pulled down and uh, strangled. When they were a little female, it looked like it was in uh, Britain and they were being strangled and suffocated so that their sibling could be the one that got the crown. And it's interesting because literal as anything, as I'm looking at you, you're looking at my, my body right here right now, a red handprint came up onto her neck from the very soul level and cellular level. A red handprint. It was obviously, it looked like a giant male handprint showed up literally everyone could see it and everything up on like above her clavicles right around the base of her neck now that was obviously a soul level attribute and even from the soul group level it was oddly enough the one that she was married to this <laughs> life that's, that's awesome and now talk about creating attracting but talk about experiential realms as the soul level goes and the soul group goes where it's interesting how when she released that asthma cleared up she never had another symptom and as well she started feeling more embraced by her partner fantastic william thank you so much for all this clarity and if any of you listening have follow-up questions or topics that you would like us to delve further into during podcasts, please email them to contact at williamlinville.com. I feel that I know this clarity for me is life-changing and uh, I wish that and any other questions you have for all of you as well. And thank you, thank you, William. And thank you all for joining us. 
This is The Relevance of Now with William Linville. Please click subscribe. Join us next time. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.